Okay, so I realized the last podcast was published with a group project I did in 10th grade, and I don't know how to unpublish it, so I kind of had to make a new account so I could create a new podcast for the specific purpose of reading all of these things out. But anyways, I think we're on page 90, I'll finish chapter 7, and then tomorrow I can read out chapter 8, I guess. Uh, assuming you want me to, of course. So, page 90. Okay, let's just pick up at the beginning. I think that's where we are. So Jason looked straight on his for at the tattoo on his forearm. S-P-Q-R, the- oh, right, and to catch you up. Um, I don't know if you forgot. I think you listened to the last one. If not, you can find the link, but anyways... Uh, basically, Jason is in the camp. Chiron said he should have been dead. Drew was crushing on him, like, big hard because, you know, he's hot and all that. And he's now inside with all the vines. And it's been revealed Dionysus was gone on leave. And that's it. Going on. No, he said. Nothing. Do you know where you are? Chiron asked. Do you understand what this place is and who I am? You're Chiron the centaur. Jason said, I'm guessing you're the same one from the old stories, who used to train the Greek heroes like Heracles. This is a camp for demigods, children of the Olympian gods. So you believe those gods still exist? Yeah, Jason said immediately. I mean, I don't think we should worship them or sacrifice chickens to them or anything. But they're still around because they're a powerful part of civilization. They move from country to country as the center of power shifts, like they moved from ancient Greece to Rome. I couldn't have said it better. Something about Chiron's voice changed. So you already know the gods are real. You have already been claimed, haven't you? Maybe, Jason answered. I'm not really sure. Seymour the leopard snarled. Chiron waited, and Jason realized what had just happened. Centaur had switched to another language, and Jason had understood, automatically answering in the same tongue. Guess it at. Jason faltered, then made a conscious effort to speak English. What was that? You know Latin, Chiron observed. Most demigods recognize a few phrases, of course. It's in their blood, but not as much as ancient Greek. None can speak Latin fluently, without practice. Jason tried to wrap his mind around what that meant, but too many pieces were missing from his memory. He still had the feeling that he shouldn't be here. It was wrong and dangerous. But at least Chiron wasn't threatening. In fact, the centaur seemed concerned for him, afraid for his safety. The fire reflected in Chiron's eyes, making them dance fretfully. I taught your namesake, you know. The original, Jason. He had a hard path. I've seen many heroes come and go. Occasionally, they have happy endings. Mostly, they don't. It breaks my heart, like losing a child each time one of my pupils dies. But you, you are not like any pupil I've ever taught. Your presence here could be a disaster. Thanks, Jason said. You must be an inspiring teacher. I'm sorry, my boy, but it's true. I had hoped that after Percy's success, Percy Jackson, you mean, Annabeth's boyfriend, the one who's missing. Chiron nodded. I hoped that after he succeeded in the Titan War and saved Mount Olympus, we might have some peace. 
I might be able to enjoy one final triumph, a happy ending, and perhaps retire quietly. I should have known better. The last chapter approaches, just as it did before. The worst is yet to come. In the corner, the arcade game made a sad pew, 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 pew sound, like a Pac-Man had just died. Wow, I did that song sound so wrong. I probably should have read ahead a little bit. Oh, well. Anyways. Okay, Jason said. So, last chapter happened before, worst yet to come. Sounds fun, but can we go back to the part where I'm supposed to be dead? I don't like that part. I'm afraid I can't explain, my boy. I swore on the river sticks and on all things sacred that I would never. Chiron frowned. But you're here, in violation of the same oath. That, too, should not be possible. I don't understand. Who would have done such a thing? Who? Seymour the leopard howled. His mouth froze half open. The arcade game stopped beeping. The fire stopped crackling, its flames hardening like red glass. The masks stared down silently at Jason with their grotesque grape eyes and movie tongues. Chiron? Jason asked. What's going? The old centaur had frozen too. Jason jumped off the couch, but Chiron kept staring at the same spot. His mouth opened mid-sentence. His eyes didn't blink. His chest didn't move. Jason, a voice said. For a horrible moment, he thought that the leopard had spoken. The dark mist boiled out of Seymour's mouth, and an even worse thought occurred to Jason. Storm spirits. He grabbed the golden coin from his pocket. With a quick flip, it changed into a sword. The mist took the form of a woman in black robes. Her face was hooded, but her eyes glowed in the darkness. Over her shoulders, she wore a goatskin cloak. Jason wasn't sure how he knew it was goatskin, but he recognized it and knew it was important. Would you attack your patron? The woman chided. Her voice echoed in Jason's head. Lower your sword. I can't do a woman's voice. I'm sorry, Leticia. I can't do it. I tried, and I turned British, and I just don't think um, this particular person who I know the identity of but can't say is British. It just doesn't sound right because, you know, West America and all that. But I also can't. Anyways, moving on. Who are you? He demanded. How did you... Our time is limited, Jason. My prison goes stronger by the hour. It took me a full month to gather enough energy to work even the smallest magic through its bonds. I've managed to bring you here, but now I have little time left and even less power. This may be the last time I can speak to you. You're in prison? Jason decided maybe he wouldn't lower his sword. Look, I don't know you and you're not my patron. You know me, she insisted. I have known you since your birth. I, I don't remember. I don't remember anything. No, you don't, she agreed. That was also necessary. Long ago, your father gave me your life as a gift to placate my anger. He named you Jason after my favorite mortal. You belong to me. Whoa, Jason said. I don't belong to anyone. Now is the time to pay your debt, she said. Find my prison, free me, or the king will rise from the earth and I will be destroyed. You will never retrieve your memory. 
Is that a threat? You took my memories? You have until sunset on the solstice, Jason. Four short days. Do not fail me. The dark woman dissolved, and the mist curled into the leopard's mouth. Time unfroze. Seaman's howl turned into a cough like you'd sucked in a hairball. The fire crackled to life. The arcade machine beeped, and Chiron said, Would dare to bring you here. Probably the lady in the mist, Jason offered. Jason, you're such a dick. Anyways, Chiron looked up in surprise. Weren't you just sitting... Why do you have your sword drawn? I hate to tell you this, Jason said, but I think your leopard just ate a goddess. He told Chiron about the frozen in time visit, the dark misty figure that disappeared into Seymour's mouth. Oh dear, Chiron murmured. That does explain a lot. Then why don't you explain it a lot to me, Jason said. Please. Before Chiron could say anything, her footsteps reverberated on, reverberated on the porch outside. The front door blew open, and Annabeth and another girl, a redhead, burst in, dragging Piper between them. Piper's head lulled like she was unconscious. What happened? Jason rushed over. What's wrong with her? Harris cabin. Annabeth gasped, like they'd run all the way. Vision. Bad. The red-headed girl looked up, and Jason saw that she'd be crying. I think the red-headed girl gulped. I think I may have killed her. Damn. What's her name again? Uh, she's the prophecy girl. Uh, Rachel. F to Rachel, but I'm built different. I know I didn't kill, kill uh, Hazel. Anyways, that was the end of chapter 7. Um, yeah, if you want to know more, you can read ahead by yourself, or you can just wait until I make another one of these podcast things. Loki hurts my voice, honestly, I'm not used to talking this much. I need to drink more water, too, before I do another one of these. It was kind of fun, though. And I mean, soon enough, I'll be able to send you memes. Um, let's see, what are important things that you should pay attention to from this chapter? Uh, the SPQR is fancy. The goat skin is important. Uh, Jason's kind of a dick. I don't know why I don't like Jason, but I don't. you probably get that as I keep reading these books. It's like, don't like Jason. But anyways, that's all. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. Go eat some peanut butter. It's good for you. And it tastes pretty good. And we need to get to do that thing. And I feel like that's a win, honestly. Um, yeah. All right.